You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you grow your business, land more clients, and make more money. And I am your host, Michelle Thames, and today I am excited because we have a special guest. You guys know we have been having so many amazing guests on the Social Media Decoded podcast, and I'm so excited today for Brittany to share her expertise about networking on social media. You guys, me and Brittany met on social media. There is lots of opportunities to network on social media. So today we're going to give you all the tips and gems so that you can be out here networking and making connections and leveraging social media in a different way that you might not think of how you can. So welcome, Brittany. Thank you so much for joining us today. Would you please let us know about you and how did you get started in social media? Thanks for having me on the show. We met on social media. I never thought I would be on a podcast from social media, but here I am. I just pretty much first got started in social media, trying to figure out a way to use it in a practical way. I would use Facebook, but I didn't understand, oh, why do I need to share pictures of myself? Why didn't I do this? I needed more practicality that way. I mean, I had an Instagram I think I had a Twitter. At one point, we were like communicating on Twitter. It was a weird time. We had cell phones, but we were chatting back and forth like we didn't. It was really weird. But I end up um, just reading up on social media in general, reading blogs like how how can this be useful in another way? Found out found out about social media management. I started reading. I started posting um, just different things, articles and things of that sort on Facebook. And then, funny enough, I used to live tweet shows. Uh, on my personal Twitter. And it was just a way I was like, I want to meet more people. Like my friends don't like the same shows I do. So I don't have anyone to talk to about. I think these are great shows like Vampire Diaries and um, Scandal and um, Gotham and things like that. So I started live tweeting that way. And I met all these people and we watch shows every week. So that's how I got really quick um, at um, tweeting. But then later I got into news and that's nothing but live tweeting, live posting, but then I transitioned into communications kind of thing. And I end up going to Society of Professional Journalists conference this past September. I had a fellowship. I was I was very excited. I was like, oh, thank you so much. And I was a little downed that it was virtual due to the pandemic, but I got to tweet. And I was like, I'm gonna try again. You know, I hadn't tweeted in a while, something other than murder or things like that. I was like, I'm gonna tweet little notes and stuff. That's how I'm going to take my notes for the conference. So I did it. And I hopped in and out of those rooms. Like I was getting paid for it. And I was like, I want all this knowledge and I want to share it with the people. And I got a DM from one of the committees. And I was like, I, I felt like I was just like right beside you. I felt like I was there. I was like, Oh, thank you so much. So I got a lot of retweets and I went from there, started hopping in and out of spaces and here I am. <laughs> 
Wow. No, I love that too. And I love your background in TV as well and journalism. I think that, you know, a lot of, I've been speaking to a lot of people actually who um, have transitioned into social media like that way. So it's just so cool to hear how people, you know, get started with social media and tweeting. You guys, it is not, Twitter is not dead. Twitter is a really great place for conversation. Just like she said, there's tons of people who tweet about shows and their life and all types of things. It's just a really great place, number one, to develop thought leadership. If you are someone who wants to be an expert or you're, you know, you're a doctor, a lawyer, it's a really great place for that, or even an author. Um, but it's a really great place to meet people. So I want to talk about the importance of networking for business owners and why do you feel that it's so important um, on and off of social media? Definitely. I'll go with the on first because I find that I meet more people online than in person. Hopefully that will change soon. But um, a lot of people may feel shy or they don't know what to say, especially business friends, kind of more so um, stuffy. And I consider myself a very reserved person. I am extreme introvert. So I get it. Like, you don't know, like, I don't want to say something out of line, but I feel like talk to people like you do in your real life online, it'll make you more comfortable. You won't feel as nervous or you won't feel as uh, cookie cutter. There are the times to feel cookie cutter and those are for ads and things like that. Your call to action post. But if you're just getting started, hey, I'm Brittany. I'm live tweet Bree. I made this hashtag because I like live tweeting. Uh, and yes, that's a Batman shirt in my profile picture. You know, I just did that. I wanted people to know like, yes, I, you know, I'm a professional, but I also love Batman. I'm a Batman stan. So they'll get to know a little bit about you. I think brands should step outside of that logo box and show a little more about them, whether it's like something you started with your family or what helped you start that business, what drove your passion and tell your story feel like people will resonate with that. And then they're like, oh, you know, you know that product? Oh yeah, I know that is. And they started this time, this time they know everything about you, but you've never met that person. Translating that, if you started online to in-person, you can connect with that person. Somebody even in your town or you travel to a conference, you knew them from online, but you actually get to meet them in person, such as Render ATL, Jealous Eye, wasn't there. I'm not even tech, but I wanted to be there just based on the connections. Those people met online and they translated into person. Now these people are like, they're friends. Like they have each other's backs, resume reviews, all those things. So having that in person, talk to people. Your elevator pitch is important, but I kind of feel like you need to at least say a sentence or two before you dive in there. And that's the opposite of what I was taught as a student the very opposite. So I had to learn backwards of how to introduce myself to people. So I think people need to be personal first online and in person, and then talk about, well, this is what I do. What do you do? And then you connect or they may lead you to another connection. Everybody's not meant to have that right away. We mesh. They may take down your name and pass you along. I still hear from people that I did photography for a little while and they're like, They'll hit me up and they, that obviously we haven't talked in a while because they're asking me, oh, can you come record this? I was like, no, I'm not really doing photography right now because I have BC, but I know a photographer. Are you having an event coming up? I can live post for you. These are the things I can do for you. If this isn't what you're looking for, it's not a problem. I can refer you out. I look forward to your event. I may still show up and meet new connections that way. 
No, I love that. I love this. So many opportunities for business owners on and off social media to connect, to make. And like you said, it may not be a right now connection, but it might be down the line. So you never know the possibilities of you just putting yourself out there. So I love that. And I know there's like some top tips that you have when business owners, even influencers, creators, let's, all of all of us are in this bucket, okay? Not just business owners, but influencers, it is a business. I know you listen to this podcast every week, every day, you, got, you have a business. So what are some top tips that you have when it comes to networking online, on social media? Definitely um, introduce yourself to people. There are many different ways you can do that. Um, I don't show my face as much. I need to get over that um, online. It just comes from being a photographer behind the scenes kind of thing. But I will post pictures of myself every once in a while. If you're comfortable doing so, uh, do that. You have um, audio notes. You can make an audio note. You can make a um, voiceover and do it that way. If you're not comfortable showing your back, you're like, I'm not, I'm not ready for that. That's totally fine. You can find stock pictures. You can find, take pictures of your product. You can do whatever it is and put a voiceover. It, I, I recommend using your voice so people get to know more about you. Post that on there. You can pin it to the top of your page. Um, a lot of people, sometimes I've gotten a few and I've been pleasantly surprised. Um, some video DMs. And I was like, you know what? I need to do that. So I'm going to set some time aside to do that, to send a video DM, introducing yourself that way. Um, Networking, I'm a big Twitter space fanatic. Uh, I spend a lot of time there. It's truly an addiction. (laughs) Don't become like me. But um, I meet a lot of people that way, just listening in spaces and getting the flow of things. A lot of spaces will allow you just to come up and talk about what you're doing. They'll say, hey, sometimes I do it later on in the week. Uh, Sometimes I do it every day. Like, you tell who you are, you know, you say, this is what I do. This is what I'm going. Here's my newsletter. Uh, if it resonates with you, please subscribe. If you have any other questions, my DMs are open. It could be something as short as that. You don't have to feel like, oh, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Like my elevator pitch isn't perfect. I've not felt that pressure on spaces. I correct myself every time. So every time, next time I go to something like, you know, I should have done that a little differently. I just do it different the next time. And you have your informal, very important, informal elevator pitches. I don't know if this is the thing. If it's not, I'm coining it. Um, not so rigid because a lot of the, some of the spaces I go to are really relaxed. They're more social spaces, but they're still great opportunities to meet people. Kind of like when you go to happy hour or uh, um, networking a bit like that is more very laid back. So they, it's always some time in there and it may take a little while. So it's probably best that it's like, you're not doing something else. It's going to come a time. They'll say, what are you up to? Usually when they mean, what are you up to? They want to know, what do you do? They're just not saying, what do you do? So people it come up informally. Like, yeah, I have a newsletter coming out. Um, please subscribe. Or I'm really interested in photography. Uh, would you mind if I shared, um, my pictures in the nest or the jumbo trying things. It's very informal versus some spaces I'll go to. They don't allow nobody up. It's more of a podcast kind of situation. You're just listening or they only take questions at the end, but some you wouldn't know that unless you go to the spaces every week kind of thing. So some people get kind of discouraged that way. I was like, don't get discouraged. I used to go in rooms and they wouldn't give me a mic at all. Like, because they didn't know who I was a lot, very, a lot of people know each other from their industry. So I had to wait. 
a long time to get a mic for, I knew what they were, I was like, I have all these, I like, I know I can help people right now. I can tell them what they need right now, but I had to be patient for the more professional spaces, but the social spaces, I didn't have to be patient hardly at all. Uh, I waited to listen, maybe like 20 minutes and send some little emojis laughing, clapping. I might have DM the person like, you're really funny or, um, can you follow me back so I can send you a link about something that you were talking about? Cause the DM thing on Twitter is weird. And then I would go back the next time and I got a mic right away. And they know they know me for personally what I like to do and professionally. They're like, oh, you know, I didn't know you were into all that. I know you really like music, but I didn't know that, you know, you're in social media. Like, this is what you do. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of, I talk about it, but I only talk about it if it's um, in a social space, if the opportunity is given. I never want to take over the space. If it's not about marketing, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I may be like, yeah, I had to post some posts today. And then that's a cue to somebody else. It's like, oh, you know, you do social media. If they open that door, then I'll walk through it. But if they don't, I won't. So being comfortable in both those kind of situations to be authentic to who you are, but uh, just tailoring your message a little differently for the social um, kind of networking to the, you you know why we're here uh, kind of thing, conferences or speakers and things of that sort. You already know why you're there. So you might have something already ready, but even the social space is just that you know what you do. You know, it's okay if you stumble over your words in any space. We're human. It's going to happen. Nobody's going to laugh at you unless you're, unless it's a joking space or something like that. And they're like, they're laughing because they just did it right before you. They, before you came on, they did it. They're laughing because they just did what you did. Not that they think that you're not doing a good job. Yeah, no, I love that too. And I think Clubhouse is kind of similar to Twitter spaces as well. And I think that is a really great place to network. Um, in addition to like what you said about Twitter spaces on Clubhouse, they have, you know, similar features. You can have a, st- you know, people on, on the stage, you can bring them up to talk, you can have, you know, an open forum, you can have a networking room. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've even seen people have networking events on Facebook, on Zoom. So I want to talk next about virtual events. This is going to take us into that. Like, I think that virtual networking is great. I know that we are, you know, outside is opening back up slowly. Well, I think it's full speed now. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but there will be more in-person networking events, but I know that virtual networking events will can always, of course, be a part of what we do. So what are some benefits of going to a networking event? Do you think that it's more beneficial than versus an in-person event? Are there some specific tips like, do people still use business cards or virtual business cards? Are those a thing? So what are some benefits of virtual networking events and how can we use them to network in our business? All the virtual events I've been to about the year and a half, they always have like a LinkedIn login or an option to log in. So I, I, it takes the pressure off of me unless I absolutely want to give my information to somebody that they can just click on my profile. So that's like introvert one-on-one. Oh, you just saved me a tip. But I do always post my LinkedIn or my website, or I'm creating a link kind of um, link tree for my website right now. I'm trying to figure out what I want it to look like so I can have all my links right there and I can just have my link and give it to them and have that more of that traction going to my website. So I think, I think that is the business card because it has everything. It has, if you do Facebook, they'll have your Facebook, your Instagram, your Instagram, um, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever you have going. In interviews, I know some people have um, 
press or um, I think I just have interviews and more right now, but it's technically press. So I'll probably change it to media or something, something professional, more sounding. So that you have that and you could just share it with people. The virtual events, I like them because uh, I work in the daytime. So it's kind of like if I hop on, it's usually at lunch or things like that. I'm not able to communicate unless they're at night. So I'm lo- I love the night ones. Um, if it's in my time zone, if it's not, if it's on a weekend, I'll hop on and do things like that. I love the virtual. I look forward to going to another. Um, I haven't been to an in-person conference in a while. So I don't know what that would feel like. I think it makes it harder to network in the in-person. For me, being an introvert, because I'm very observant. I will sit for a while and you might think I'm bored or things like I'm thinking, or I may be tweeting and things like that. So I would have to step outside of La Tweet Brie and actually, hello, my name is Brittany and I can't tweet and shake your hand at the same time. Maybe I can, you know, that may be a feat that I need to decide to get back to the old school Texan and <laughs> doing that way. But I think it's a little harder for, and it could be a little harder for introverts to approach people. But if they, if, you connect on something that's not business-like, I think, that helps. Because I'm, I'm like, I love X-Men. I like comics. I love webtoons. So if I have an inkling that that person might, if they say something, I hear them say something to somebody else, I'm like, did that person say manga? You know, that, that triggers me. I'm like, oh, you know, I have the, you know, I'm ready to talk now versus it, it may take me a second. But I think it makes it harder in person now that things have been virtual for a while um, to translate it, but I think meetups will be good. So maybe having turning virtual things into uh, in-person meetups throughout the cities. I would love to go to some of those. I know I'm going to travel quite a ways to go to some of them, but um, that transition will make it a lot easier because some people are coming out of school and things like that. Like they've not had to go in person. So maybe they've only done virtual. So that can be kind of daunting. They've only had to network in person with their peers. So that's a total, you know, that's a big jump. So I think having more virtual ones is like, oh, we're going to have an in-person meetup such and such day and stuff. Um, We'll be here. We're going to have drinks here. We're going to have dinner here. Something very um, low key, but we'll have the same benefits that people look forward to in virtual. I think we're going to see a lot more of those, and I hope to join a lot more of those. I'm looking at conferences, not this year, because I just don't, I don't think I can make it work. Um, but maybe next year, I may go to some in-person uh, conferences, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to step outside of my comfort zone. I'll, I, I'm definitely going to be practicing in the mirror. Like, I'm going to be doing all the things, like, you know, shaking the hand, and, like, I'm going to be doing all those things to get ready for that uh, in-person that I wouldn't have to worry about virtually. And that's probably why I like Twitter spaces because it's only audio. You know, I don't have to get dressed a certain way. You know, in person, you got to have the gear, you know, on. And I, I love T-shirts and jeans. I, I, if I could wear them all the time, I would kind of thing. But I think stuff is coming a little more. I'm noticing this with in-person conferences. And I don't know if this is on purpose or it's because of partnerships. Casual is the wrong word personal style is is showing a lot more like sneakers i would love to wear sneakers and present i'm calling i want i want to wear sneakers i want to wear a shirt you know from a small business and a blazer that's probably would be if i could wear anything that's probably what i would wear and i'm seeing that a lot more 
in um, conferences. I think we're going to lean more towards, I don't have to have a full suit on uh, to be taken uh, seriously. That professionalism comes in many different shapes and sizes. I'm loving that. So I think in person may become just as much fun as virtual in the next few years. Yes. No, I think, oh my goodness, you said so many good things there too. I think that this is, you guys, I am an extrovert kind of sort of, but I'm really, I guess, an ambivert. And so for you introverts listening to this, I think this is really, really good because I do understand the struggles of online virtual networking and in-person networking. And I do think that in-person conferences, I've been to a few this year, and I do see, I do um, agree with what you're saying. It is more casual. People are not, you know, people are moving away from the so uptight. It has to be, um, you know, so rigid. It could be fun. I do think that there are definitely conferences where you could wear a blazer and sneakers. I totally think that. I think it's up to, you know, the person on how they feel um, on stage. I just recently spoke at an event here in Chicago for real estate professionals and I wore a dress and heels and I, I felt great, but I am a jeans girl. I got on jeans right now. I love jeans <laughs> and gym shoes and just t-shirts. I'm so, I guess, kind of plain. I don't like things with lots of colors, but networking, when you're going to these events, you're also thinking about the outfits you're going to wear. Oh my God, what am I going to wear? Oh my God, what if somebody speaks to me? What am I supposed to say? For my introverts, I just want to say that I know that it all may seem like, oh, I got to do this, but just try it once. I mean, more than once. It can totally, it can totally work for you. Um, Don't overthink the outfits. Be yourself. And I think that is what Brittany was saying. Be yourself when you're networking because there are people just like us. And I feel like we attract those people, especially when we're networking, when we're on social media, I feel like we attract the people that we're supposed to attract. So networking is here. Events in person are here. They're back, but it doesn't have to be as stressful or overly stressful for us. So let's get these virtual networking events. Let's get to these um, in-person networking events and make these connections for your business. So lastly, I want to talk about some do's and don'ts because I know there's some do's and don'ts when it comes to networking. Like don't send the person a DM on Instagram as soon as they accept you. That's my number one pet peeve. So I just had to add that before you even get into your do's and don'ts. That's like a don't. I personally think, I just think if someone does want a service that you provide, I, they would reach out to you. I think it is kind of it's pushy when you just reach out like, hey, I got this stuff, but how do you even know they they wanted it or needed it? You don't even really know why they're following you, all these things. So what are some do's and don'ts of networking on social media and online? I say online. Um, I know for spaces, I was told just to follow people in DM and I was like, I don't feel like that's right unless they knew me already. So I waited a little while and I waited in some spaces like, hey, I saw you in this space. Um, I saw that you're into tech because I have a little interest in UX, UI design. So I wanted to know, um, are you holding any spaces coming up? I'd um, love to join you. Like I was something very short, very sweet uh, for the networking tip versus someone else more so. If I saw them in a space and they mentioned my needing help with marketing and stuff, I'm going to watch their page for quite a while, even before I would even DM them because I they may have just saying that on the fly. They may not actually need help because some people say something in the space 
and they're like really surprised when you DM them like you just said A B C D, but they don't they're not ready for that um immediate uh reaction. So sometimes I just write down their ad. I may take a little voice note like so and so said this. Uh circle back with them and send them a link or send some kind of resource to jog their memory about what was talked about in it. So I think a don't is do not demand follows. I'm usually very nice. Usually when it comes to that, when somebody demands a follow of me, I've grown a lot, (laughs) but I'm like, we're not in the follow me, follow back culture anymore. That was early 2000s, I believe. So I don't, don't do that. Don't demand a follow. Usually people, if they're going to follow you back, if they follow you immediately, it's because you said something interesting. It's because they already been watching you a while. It's because they lost your follow because it's really hard. It's really easy to lose people if you don't follow them right away. I'll give you that. So sometimes I'll I'll click follow and just go back through my recent follows and message later on. Because if I don't push follow then, even if they said something then, I might not ever um, communicate with them. But that doesn't mean I'm responding to them even the same day. So don't demand follows. Um, As far as online, if it's going to be in audio social rooms, do not demand the mic as soon as you come in the room. Unless it's a social space and you know those people. So for networking, just chill. Listen, you're gonna you're in a line of people you can't see who requested. So you might be like, dang, I requested like, you know, five minutes ago or something. I've waited an hour for a room and I waited patiently. Uh luckily it was at night. <laughs> but uh I waited patiently. I was like, no, I really have something to say. I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna give up on this room. Not this time. So I would just wait. I did dishes. I think I, I did everything. I went grocery shopping. I came back and um looked down. I was like, oh, it's finally my turn. So you know, put stuff in the car and I was ready. Boom. Ready to speak. But um, be patient. I think with the networking, sometimes the connections will come right away. Uh, don't take it personal when people don't DM you back. I have, I have, I'm full of, I have so many DMs. Nobody's never DM me back. And I'm just like, okay, if they want to DM me back, they will. Uh, if they don't, they won't. Uh, don't send spaces or information you do not build a connection i did have to tell a couple of people you're using me because i'm live tweet brie you're using me because um you think i'm just gonna come to your room and live tweet your space um because you see me around you've not built a connection with me you've never spoken to me um i don't even know if we've been in a space together so it's kind of like they just see what i've done on the timeline send it to me and they only send the spaces there's no hi, just, I thought this was interesting, or I'm going to have this space, I'm coming up, if you want to come, cool. You know, not even that, just sending the link to the space, no introduction or nothing. Don't do that. That's, that's, would you come to knock on somebody's door and stare at them and not say anything? Regardless if you have something in your hand or not, you know, somebody comes to deliver something to your house, they're going to say something, usually, unless they're just dropping it, you know in front of your door. Don't do that. Like you have to talk. You have to say something, some kind of sentence, some, a uh, uh, hi sometimes. And I'm like, okay, hi, you know, oh, they want me to go to this space. And, but if they've done it over and over again, I'm like, you need to build a connection with me before you send me something. I'm like, I'm not going to live tweet your space one for free. And two, um, I'm not going to just do the work for you kind of thing. Like, or share, share this out. Don't demand shares either. People's timelines, I know for my um, professional Twitter, 
more professional, personal brand Twitter. It just, it's a lot going on there. I'm cleaning it up where I wanted to be more tailored, but I don't share everything that people send to me because it's more um, tailored experience I want on my timeline. I will share stuff from other people, but I'm getting to the point where I do a, only a certain day. So if you want, if you have a space or something going on, if it's that week, I try to tell like people that I'm in communication with like every few days or um, every few weeks, I was like, I need you to send this to me like early so I can put it on my scheduling calendar. That way I'm not sharing something that already happened or, you know, doing something weird like that so I can share it. I was like, I want to support you. Like you supported me. I'm going to support you, but I can't share every single thing that you give me, nor can you with me. We're, we're in different. They, some of them are not in the same industry. Even if we are, I get it. You have your certain days where you have stuff. You might not share nothing at all, but you might share it. You may DM it to somebody. It may not be on my timeline, but I, I do share it. I'm like, oh, you know, somebody has a space or somebody has this. I, I'm i having a launch or I'm doing this this week. So I need to be very particular about what I'm sharing on, you know, my feeds. I can't share that on my feed this week. No offense to them. I was like, I don't want any attention off of me this week. So I'll share it in people's DMs or I'll share it on my personal page or I'll share it on my LinkedIn. I will share it wherever else. But if, it, if I'm doing something really particular on Twitter, I'm like, I, I can't veer from that because I know I'll share everybody's stuff. I'm very giving. So I was like, oh, you know, so-and-so has a space and this and that. You you won't see none of my content. You're like, dang, I didn't even know you had, you know, a newsletter. I'm like, yeah, this is the problem. So don't demand shares. Do show up for people. Um, do like their content do retweet, quote tweet. I'm a fan of the quote tweet. I know it can come across as strategic. It is. I have something to say about your content. I wouldn't do that usually to people that, um, I would have to see them in a space before. I don't really generally do that with people that I've never interacted with. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I don't think I'm there yet. Um, as far as on my personal, well, on my professional page, personal, Retweet, share, go check it out, go do this. I'm like the ultimate social media hype man on my personal page. But when you do the quote tweet, I'm a fan of the quote tweet. It reaches more people. It shows you're, you have something to say versus just the retweet. But comments are fine. Comment on the stuff. Um, if you see you're even like, uh, it could be somebody you wanted to go in business with. Um, you want to comment on their stuff. You want to show up on their radar. Like, I'm not saying every time they post, they'll do that. They'll do that. But I'm saying, like, if you see something, I don't see a problem with, like, once a week because bigger brands anyway. It takes a while for people to notice you anyway. Even smaller companies, sometimes it takes a while. Comment on their stuff. I really like that product. Or I thought that was really interesting. Um, do you have anything coming up? Sometimes they'll have an event coming up, and they'll post it next, and they may tag you in it, like, something more personal on social media than I like now that they tag you and say, you know, Brittany, da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, you know, I know it's just your social media person, but it makes me feel special. So communicate with those people, share their content, um, get on their, get on their subscribe list. You'll find out about stuff early. Just things that sometimes people look at just doing for themselves, uh, joining um, somebody's email list for a discount. It works the same way. You're joining somebody's email list for um, a company and things like that. They may have a referral program. They may have anything. Just taking that first step could change your world. Um, 
I know I even got a tweet from Buffer one time. So I thought that was cool because I mentioned them in the space. I was like, you know, Buffer, you know, they, you know, they mentioned me. You know, I felt I was I was on top of the world because I was like, that's Buffer. But you never know where things will lead you. So I think whatever you're doing in, in your regular day to day, that stuff strange like over. It's just um, you do it a little different way. You inviting somebody to a party, invite them to your virtual event. Um, you um, are going to have a more so like half social, half um, professional. I love those. They're not, they don't happen often enough, but something that's a little half and half, it gets the people uh, loosen up at first. Hey, introverts, I'm talking to you. Amniverse, all y'all I'm talking to you. Like, cause sometimes you had a stressful day at work. You're like, you know, I'm not ready to um, talk about what I do. They have like a few minutes or something at the beginning where it's more social and then they're, you're ready to go into that. I don't find that a waste of time or anything. Some people do, but for those kind of things, like it's, it's literally there to loosen you up. And then by the end, people are like, I never thought I would really open up, you know, and say, you know, this happened to me today or, you know, something joyful that happened today. It could be something just very extremely light that can brighten up somebody's world. You would never think they would be able to talk about, uh, I'm in Salesforce or I'm this, or I'm a musician. Did you know I was a musician? They're like, no, I didn't know you were a musician, like stuff like that to interject passion into things that sometimes people, the passion leaves them kind of thing. I know with social media for me, sometimes I'm very passionate about it. Sometimes I'm not. Um, it just depends on, it depends on how I'm feeling about the day or consultations and stuff, just in work, regular work. I was like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about, you know, how was your day at work? It was a day, but you know what? I read a new webtoons though. <laughs> like, so you can pivot that way. So I think people, um, the do's and the do's are easier than the don'ts. I think do whatever you've been doing, uh, but don't be demanding because if somebody just kept knocking on your door over and over again, like, are you in trouble? Is it, you know, is it an emergency? And that's what I feel like when people demand things to me online, I hear them screaming when I, I like they're screaming in my face and maybe it's just for me being an introvert. I don't know, but I feel like it's like, like why would you, why would you do that? But some people just don't know. They, they're very direct. And I can be as well. I can be very, I can be very blunt. <laughs> so I'm like introvert, but when it, when I'm feeling it, I'm like, I could be really blunt too, but be blunt about things that are more so information wise. Like, um, here are the five tips for hashtags. That's the time to be blunt, you know, not, um, demanding a follow. So I think those would be helpful. <laughs> Yes. No, so many great gems that you dropped there. And I, I know everyone has so many gems in their notebooks because this is the podcast to take out your pen and paper because you will get some gems dropped. And there were so many in the, in the do's and don'ts, especially the don'ts. Don't be demanding. That is, oh my gosh, that's the number one thing. You don't want to be demanding because that can come across, you know, that might not come across really well on social media. So this has been a really great conversation. I am so grateful that you came on the show today to talk all about networking. We love Twitter. We love Twitter spaces. There are so many amazing places to network online. So I just urge everyone to find their best place, find the place that works really well for you and continue to build upon that. You don't have to be everywhere at once. Just like Brittany says, she uses Twitter spaces a lot to network. So if Clubhouse is your space, use that. If Twitter spaces is your space, use that. LinkedIn, 
club, I mean, Facebook, Instagram, there's so many. So don't limit yourself. So before we close out today, Brittany, can you let us know where we can find you online? And if you have anything going on that the listeners might want to take action to or learn more about. You can find me online. I'm Brittany Reese on LinkedIn, on Twitter. It still says Brittany Reese, but I have a very common name. So it's just going to be B underscore Reese, like the candy, spelled exactly like the candy in the number two. That's where I'm at on Twitter. Uh, website, imbtrp.com. A couple of things that I have going on. I have a newsletter on Twitter. It's called The Gospel of Social Media. I just wrapped up a kind of a production kind of series of your production flow because I was struggling with that. So I wondered if other people were. So I just wrapped that up. So I'm going to be going more into what is a social media manager? What is a social media content manager? So people know and the social media strategies, they're not all the same, but sometimes you can find one person that does it. So I, I wanted to be, it's taken me a little longer to break down those definitions than I thought it would. Because I want to give real life examples and I want may do some gifs. It may be, it's going to probably be a really interactive um, issue of that newsletter. So it's taking a little more time, but I do offer consultations. If you have a virtual event, if you need live posting anywhere, I'm your girl. I am quick with the fingers. I live tweet from the desktop, phone, and tablet. I can do all three at the same time. So if you find that you need to have that service as far as having live posting in real time, because it's real-time storytelling, I can do that. I also have a Buy Me a Coffee page that I have. Um, you can do membership option on there. And it's, I'm going to be reviewing social media tools. Um, I'm going to have some mini kind of consultations as well in there. Just that I want to give back... Um, in a more tailored way for social media tools. And I thought that was going to be the best way. So it's on my Twitter. Uh, it's at the top. Uh, it's on my website too. So um, I'm everywhere. I'm online and I'm not opposed to email nor something like this uh, virtually uh, as well as a Twitter space, anything like that to communicate. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Awesome. Yes. Well, definitely everyone, we will have all of Brittany's information in the show notes because I know that there are some people listening who need and should probably sign up for live tweeting for events because we are in event season. It's the summer. You may have a wedding. I don't know. You may want live tweets at your wedding. Anything. You're having a watching party, right? So definitely hit Brittany up. Thank you so much, Brittany. This has been so awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Social Media Decoded podcast. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Uh, Highlight of the day for sure. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one.